So I, I shouldn't be turning my body. <laughs> Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're learning how to use the chairs here. Yeah, they move more than I want them to. <laughs> Did you ever get excited when your dad let you sit in the booster seat? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of like, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard you. Yeah, I just heard me too. <laughs> um, Beautiful. But in my dad's, we, I think my dad had a uh, 1965 Ford Econoline, maybe yeah. 64, yeah, 64 and a half Ford Econoline van. Mm-hmm. It was the first year they came out. So up until that point, there's only station wagons. All of a sudden, the first van. Oh, I bet he was so excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, we were excited, but what he did was he took a kitchen uh, high chair, chopped off the bottoms of it, and and then mounted to the engine cover hmm. because you sat the engine was in the in the vehicle, yeah. and uh, we'd sit on that. And he yeah. put a fake seatbelt bungee yeah. cord. That's innovative. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that that was good stuff. I can't hear you in the. Uh, oh, you can't hear me in the thing. So. Um, <laughs> Okay, I, I come, got him. How come I can hear her? <laughs> oh, how do we take this woman out of the microphone? <laughs> Bless her, Gyra. Uh, <laughs> take uh, yeah the Gyra. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, we're glad yes. to have everybody here tonight. Uh, we got yeah. a good night in store. We really yeah. do have a good night in For store. Sure. And uh, what we want you to do, if you have an opportunity. Go to the App Store, and we want you to download a program, mm-hmm. and the program is called Beauty Meter. Yes. Okay? Download Beauty Meter. We're going to be using it in just a little bit. We'd like to hear what your scores are. Oh, boy. That'd be lo- I'd love to hear <laughs> yeah. some of those scores. Oh, yeah. Comment those scores in. Yes. We would like you to comment your score in. Brian will keep track of what those scores are, yeah. and then he can read them out to us. Yeah. Um, there has been... We had... A high score. Yeah, we'll we'll high tell you score. who that is yeah. in a in a little bit. But uh, yeah, go ahead and download the beauty meter, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good things happen. We had uh, yeah, um, good stuff happen. We had the NFL draft. The last NFL weekend. draft happened this weekend. That yeah. was good. Had to counsel some people. Had to. I know. You know. I know. Carolina fans. Some people were really. Yeah. I, yeah, that was really. I was a little surprised about that. Yeah. But it's okay. You know. It's okay. You know. It well, happens. Well, yeah. why don't you uh, lead us into prayer, and then we're going to talk about intrinsic value. We'll have some fun with this app in a little bit, too. Yes, yes. All right. Lord, thank you for your love. Father, we come into your presence through your son, Jesus, and we just ask tonight that, Lord, you would be in every aspect of our conversation as we try to uh, step into this um, lover part. I think it's the third part we've done of this. I just pray that you just help us to, as we step further into this, that you would reveal more about who you are to us tonight and that you would just enrich our conversation. And may we, um, as we're trying to become more and more like you, just be able to understand a little bit more about how much you actually love us and how we can in turn uh, love others because of that. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he just told me it was the third part. Was it third part? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that story about Moses, you know, the people of Israel waiting for him to come down from the mountain? No, you yeah. Know, yeah, and uh, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, they're waiting to find out more from him about what's, what's going on. Yeah. So he comes down from the mountain and he tells them, um, hey, I got some good news and I got some bad news about commandments. 
And they said, oh, okay, what's, what's the uh, good news? And he said, well, the good news is I got him to go down from 15 to 10. And I said, what's the bad news? He goes, well, adultery's still on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I mean, come on. Good old Bible I mean, joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that was funny. No, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I mean, come on. You can't get too many Bibles no. jokes. No, you tell, know? So you I, gotta, mean, well, I can't wait till next week when we tell the... Mary and Joseph one. Oh yeah, yeah about her uh, about yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that Stay one's tuned. We'll we'll leave. Yeah, we got a Mary and Joseph joke. Um, yeah. So we talked about intrinsic value. We talked about derived value. Mm-hmm. Uh, intrinsic value means it stands alone, and needs no support. Uh, we kind of said God was pretty much that, you know, or uh, some abstract concepts like uh, justice or uh, mercy, things like that. That. We know what those are. We don't, you know, they have their value. Everybody knows when they're being treated unjustly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what Paul said in Romans 1, that even the unbeliever, uh, though they don't have the law, have the law written upon their hearts. Mm-hmm. That, that sense of, uh, that common sense of moral values. Mm-hmm. That seems yeah. to be it. Uh, we talked about derived values, something that you get from something or from someone else. And as humans, we spend a lot of time in this because we do not derive value in and of ourselves all by ourselves. We derive value from, from um, different sources. Some of them are good, God being the greatest source of value, but then also stuff, uh, accomplishments. We try to derive value from that as well. Vocation. Things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we talked about contrived value, and those are the things that uh, we make up and mm-hmm. kind of make us feel good about ourselves, but they mm-hmm. really aren't. There's no substance to them, and mm-hmm. that takes us to our app. Is okay. It, is it called that? I, what the? Uh, no, it was called the Ugly Meter <laughs> uh, when it first came out. Oh. <laughs> and, um, but people got offended by it, so now they call it the Beauty Meter. Oh. <laughs> Because couldn't have any, okay. yeah, couldn't have anybody feeling ugly, yeah. so we had to change. They had to change the name of it. Well, thanks, yeah. China. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> China took care of that for us. Okay. Um, and uh, speaking of beauty, I'm because oh, re- it was the number one selling app in China. Sorry about my oh, uh, yeah. my uh, band aid there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, got gonna have to have some surgery. You know, clean up the face a little bit. The money maker. Mm-hmm. Got to take care of that. Yeah. But it's hard to find a Band-Aid that uh, falls in the category of uh, one-third Irish, one-third German, yeah. one-third Italian. Yeah, so get this a perfect is what it ended up looking match. like. So, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, okay. So, <laughs> call that Irish cream. <laughs> yeah, Irish cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. Irish. Yeah. It should be like shades of makeup. You know how you got like, yeah. yeah, 60, I mean, 50 shades of Irish, Irish cream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, let's do the beauty meter. And let's see if you're there, uh, if you're out there, uh, open up the beauty meter. And uh, what you do, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take, my, take it. You, you just take a picture with it. And somebody out there in internet world tells you has decided whether or not what's what's pretty or ugly. There's a guy watching the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Some some guy who's never had a girlfriend (laughs) sitting in his basement. He's got a model model train going around him. Uh, Okay. All right. So I'm opening it up. Let's see what I'm going to get here. Let's see. uh, Give him a smile. Okay. Look at my my best smile. (laughs) Okay. There it is. Let's see, my number is 
77. Whoa, 77. the lights are doing the trick tonight, All people. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's uh, um, let's close out down. And now, Ricky, um, anybody want to tell me what they think Ricky's going to get? You can- let's see. Let's see. This person got an 86? At least a 95. 95? Oh, you're too kind. Yeah. Over 85. Over 85? Well, you got fans out there. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Your mom's, your mom <laughs> dialed it. Watching. Wait, wait, what's the number? 84. 84. Oh, 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 it is the lights. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, let's go check that guy out. <laughs> 93. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try it again. I Okay, uh, let me try it if I, a little bit more. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. change the, angle, yeah. the apogee and the. Perigee. Perigee. <laughs> and that's going to be what we're talking about yeah. tonight. So now I'm going to change it so that all my wrinkles yeah, get can't the be seen. In there. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll turn my head slightly <laughs> sideways. Like. Make that. I'm going to come up with 80. Whoa. It's that's a, all it's it took was a little definitive. tilt of the head. Yeah. And I, <laughs> that's why no one takes a selfie from below their chin. That's right. That's right. I get, you want to, uh, oh, let's do one I more. I already had an angle, yeah. Um, let's, uh, it will also... Tell you how old you are. Oh. All right. So take a picture okay. and let's see how old it thinks you are. Okay. Oh, it gives you a little range. Okay. I yeah. See. There you go. Let's see what age he's looking at. Kelly uh, said for uh, Ricky's score, 99.99%. It was what? 99. I'm 99.99%. 99.99%. According to Kelly. Oh, from Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the only true number that matters. Okay. Well, Kelly, what is Kelly's number? Yeah, what? Kelly, uh, Kelly we want a number here. Yeah. You're older than 64. <laughs> he scored <laughs> older than 64. Older than 64. Yeah. Man, that's a tough. Woo. Uh, woo. Denise, did you download you need it? adjust the lights. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <They're dead. laughs> yeah. Depending on your score, you're going to tell us whether or not you actually downloaded it or not. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get it to download. Uh, let, let me see how old it thinks I am. Let's see if it thinks I'm a young lad. <laughs> young lads. <laughs> Oh, what is it? How old am I? Let's see. Error. Error. Cannot detect face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. I uh, used a picture of my daughter, Ireland, and it gave me a 91. Whoa, there you go. Nice, nice. Wow. (laughs) And and Doc Doc got got an 85 today. An 85. Yeah. Wow, yeah. You you guys want to try it? Now, now, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But here's the thing. Um, when it first came out, I went up to the coffee shop. Oh, I remember. And I did yeah. with people at the coffee shop. And when we took, they would take a picture of themselves. They were so intimidated by what it was, what it said that they would not let us know what the number was, <laughs> as if the, as if it was true. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but that's how we respond when it comes to things of value of of how we're perceived. Mm-hmm. That here an app they may not have known about five minutes ago, all of a sudden they're afraid of what that app is going to tell them. Mm-hmm. And um, as if it was true. Yeah, but it's all contrived. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know how many things that how many uh, you know points of, of data that thing's getting. Is it going on the width of your head? Uh, yeah. How uh, This ratio, And you just showed eyes. if you do just this, yeah. you, you can increase. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that's why it's really important that we derive our value from God because the camera's always moving. Mm-hmm. You know, the standard, 
what people think, who comes up with the values, they're always changing. But when we focus on God and when we hear those words that in the beginning God created, Mm -hmm. we realize that he's not just talking about a process. He's talking about uh, a statement of value Mm -hmm. is that, you know, it's like, I got this. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm making these guys. Yeah. And I'm, and not only am making these guys, but I'm making these guys in my image. Mm -hmm. So that even separates us from all the other stuff that he met, Mm -hmm. uh, made. So, um, so technically I would say that our value is set and it's objective, Matter of fact, our value is set as long as God is set. I mean, it's kind of like the value of the dollar. And I, I do a little bit of Robin Hood, and I buy some stock here and there just for fun. And mm-hmm. I haven't made any money yet. Because we didn't do Dogecoin like we should have. Oh, yeah. Or uh, what was that? Uh, PS, not, no, the oh, GameStop. GameStop, <laughs> yeah. Some GME. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, but the constant shifting value. All of a sudden, everybody gets nervous. Tsunami happens someplace. Somebody gets elected. Um, and all kinds of things fluctuate and change the market. It, you know, if it's a Tuesday after a really good uh, Monday or a really bad Monday, it affects Tuesday. And it's like, wow, so many things affect the market. Mm-hmm. And, and that seems to happen to us. But we need to realize that whatever you establish your value and get it from, uh, if that th- if that thing moves, your value moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the great thing about God is is that He doesn't move. He, his standard doesn't change, and He doesn't get decreased. Therefore, we get decreased along the way, kind of a curve type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's really good. It's like knowing that our value has already been set by God. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does change, and that's what we're going to focus on tonight, and it has something to do with the game that we're playing, was our self, our sense of self-worth. Uh, and, and the whole phrase is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the phrase sense of self-worth, the word sense is the operative word. Uh, and it's just as important as the words self-worth. It is the sense of self-worth. And that's where most of us live. We, we live in this realm of objective value and then a sense of self-worth. Um, our sense is how we feel about ourselves. It doesn't alter the value that God has for us. Um, our value is objectively set by God mm-hmm. and is as good as God is. So that means it's set there. Mm-hmm. Our sense of self-worth is how we feel about ourselves, and that can shift, and it can vary from time to time. It's totally unreliable um, because it involves our self-voice. So that's where it gets difficult about holding true to self-worth is that, that we hear it through the grid of our own voice. We not only read it objectively in Scripture, but uh, and we receive the objective value of God, but then there's that overall sense of um, self-worth that we have to deal with. That's the one that speaks in our ear a lot. Mm -hmm. And there are elements of our sense of self-worth that are true, and then there are elements about our self-worth that are 100% false and fictional. And we need to know that. And we need to know that also when it comes to our relationship with God. Sometimes we'll feel like, well, I feel like God loves me. It's like, well, okay, that's cool. Um, I feel like God doesn't love me, or I feel like God's angry with me, or I feel like God's disappointed with me. And um, 
It's like, okay, that's cool. But just know that you're sensing this. This is not an objective reality. Mm -hmm. And this is very important to realize that our sense of self-worth is not the same thing as our divinely ordained value. But it's, it's the glasses we see everything through. Mm -hmm. there, there really aren't many times when you get to take your self-feelings and put them over here, and I am objectively going to see myself only through the eyes of God. I think in theory, we try to do that with the work of the Holy Spirit. We get closer to it. Mm -hmm. But there's a point when it doesn't take long, 15 minutes later, you know, 45, 90 minutes, I don't know, it, when you start thinking about yourself again mm -hmm. and start engaging that and you start having a sense of self-worth. And that can be 100% right. It can be 100% wrong. Um, it can be, you know, a little bit of both in there. So... Just because it has feelings and emotion connected to it doesn't mean it doesn't matter, your sense of self-worth. But it doesn't have final authority. So some people would be like, oh, I don't listen to my feelings. I don't know what kind of human being you are. I mean, if you don't have feelings and you don't listen to your feelings, I mean, it's kind of like your self-voice. I mean, I'm sure this how the brain operates and mind and spirit and all that other stuff works. Uh, but we need to realize that our sense of self-worth cannot be the final authority about us. I mean, do you ever have days when you just feel like crap? Yeah, most Mondays. Most Mondays? Okay. <laughs> and and yeah. from what? What is the source of that self? Well, you got Sunday. Okay. Everything that we do is geared towards that. Mm -hmm. And so when once that happens and it's all done, you, you tend to yeah. look back on Monday and you're like, well... Dang. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what's crazy? Yeah. Uh, because most people would say, man, you you got to lead us into worship, and man, you mm -hmm. just got the presence of God, and, and I just had a great time with God. And it's like, how in the world are you walking away being the leader of that, <laughs> yeah. and you think you suck on a Monday? Mm -hmm. um, well, it's a sense of self-worth. Yeah. Um, it's always there. It doesn't, it doesn't, and we all battle with it. So, so what happens is when you hit hard times, um, this can really affect your perception of God and your perception, uh, perception of yourself. So, um, have you ever fall into a pit and just kind of felt like crappy where, you know, um, mm -hmm. you lost every bit of worth. Let's mm -hmm. say like there's a sin that you commit all the time, mm -hmm. you know, um, said you knew never do it again, but you know how lousy and crappy it makes you feel. But there are those times when you just kind of fall into a pit and, and some of us land in a really bad place when we have that experience. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're just having a sense of something or an awareness of a mistake in our lives. We actually land in a bad place. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we need to realize that our value is objectively determined and immovable in the character of God. Mm -hmm. so a lot of Christians will live like, as soon as I commit a sin, that it has affected the, I, I want to say, affected my relationship between me and God. Um, I would say, I have a, I'm really concerned about that statement because the relationship was instituted and made possible, not through my efforts to attain the relationship, but through Christ's work. So uh, the relationship 
is as sure as Christ is. Um, but it's not really the relationship that has changed. It's, it's how we perceive the relationship and, mm. or how we've hindered our side of the communication in the relationship. Yeah. But a lot of people will be like, wait a minute, I feel like God, God has left me. I feel like I failed so much that I'm no longer a Christian. Um, and, and those are real feelings. Sometimes remorse, guilt, uh, even uh, a little bit of shame and all that stuff are all components of the, of the sin thing. And, uh, but we misinterpret that it all has altered the relationship somehow that God has turned his back on me. And I think a lot of those are more perceptions of self-worth that are senses of self-worth than actual objective realities. Mm -hmm. I hear I grieved him. Yeah. You you grieved God in reference to the Holy spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and what I don't think that is, I do think there is a real grieving. Um, it's kind of like, Hey, you don't want me to mess with you. I will mess with you. I mean, I'm still here, but I'm just, you don't want me to get involved in your marriage. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that way, we we grieve the Holy Spirit, but I don't think all of a sudden he's like, <gasps> <laughs> you know, and yeah, you know, he's got a little <laughs> tear. tear coming down his eyes. Yeah. He's like, you know, that's that <laughs> yeah. may be really good Max Licato book or something, you know, or a drawing by Thomas Kincaid. I'm sorry, Max Licato, that wasn't really a real reference to you. I was thinking of Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> they're, they're similar. Yeah, yeah. Name yeah. only. Yeah. <laughs> so close. But the whole idea of maybe some sappy yeah. sentimentality about God. And I think sometimes our sense of self-worth, we also think we can project that onto God in some anthropomorphic kind of way, you know, that... I feel this way. I'm grieved. God must be grieved. Uh, I know there is language mm-hmm. in the Bible where God talks about being jealous, being you know grieved, or being uh, repenting of creating men. But mm-hmm. I think we got to be very careful that sometimes that is that is just language that is being used that we know to to define something about the heart of God. They mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so a- the bottom line is this. Um, no matter where what you do wrong, there is a pit and a bottom to the pit that we fall in and that we are always value and precious to God. So no matter what we do, you know, that, that we haven't altered our value before God. And that's really important. I was talking to Elizabeth today and um, we just, you know, the idea that there's some things about your life you wish you'd never do again, but you always find yourself doing them again. And we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of feel so less than. It's like, am I ever going to defeat this in my life? And Or maybe the background that you've come from and all that stuff that's still there and it perks around in your head, even though that you're saved. Sometimes we'll try to whittle away at what our real value is. I... If I do anything good as a Christian, it is my ability to remind myself of, of the derived value that I have from God in Christ and that to know that my self sense of self-worth most of the time is lying to me. Mm-hmm. You know, let God be true and every other man a liar. And it's like, I think that's the case, starting with myself. Mm-hmm. I also lie to myself about all my good days. You know, I'll have like five days in a row. It's that's my 
all-time peak, five days. <laughs> I've never had more than five days in a row where I felt like I really served God mm. for five straight days without doing something mortally warm. I mean, some venial sins, but not mortal sins, you yeah. know, like a Catholic would say. Mm. Um, and I tell you what, that gave me a f- false sense of self-worth. All of a sudden, I feel a little bit less tolerant of other people's lives. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, why can't they get this right? They yeah. need to toughen up. They need to, you know, commit them, their lives to Christ. They need to, you know, be disciples, whatever. And, and it's like, wow, five days. You all of a sudden got the sense of self-worth that you're part of an echelon of Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that's it's a lie, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, God uses our sense of self-worth, but we need to realize that failure uses it also. So it can be hijacked. Mm-hmm. And you got to find out who's using your sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. Because uh, a person in your life can use it. You know, if you were married to a spouse that knows how to play you, I mean, I know you're not, but well, I know I'm not. I better clear that up real fast, right? <laughs> I know but she's you're not, not watching. <laughs> she's not watching. She's probably watching George Clooney. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I'm hurt to my heart. I found out my wife has a secret crush on George Clooney and uh, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Uh, the the second one, I, it was obvious. Yeah, you know what was that Remington Steel? Those reruns that she was watching over and over. She has them on a box set. Uh, why do we? For the 4K why do we need that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm gonna say. Why do we need it in 4K? It's all kinds of right. All kinds of right. I'm only kidding. But uh, uh, sin and failure can use our. Hijack it. People can hijack. They know how to play us like a yo-yo. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if I tell him this, he'll he'll feel really good about himself, and then I can manipulate him in a direction. If I if I make her feel bad about herself, I can then coerce her into other things. You know, I, I think we need to be very careful about who has control of our sense of self worth and how much validity that we give it. I mean, it's a real thing, mm-hmm. but how true it is. Yeah. How many likes on your Posts. Oh yeah, make you. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I know I'm sounding like a 13 year old child here. Oh, it's one of the dangers of it. It's oh, the worst, <laughs> man. I. What is your number? Are you on? Oh, Facebook? what back when? No, yeah. I, I don't do. It's not. It's not. I can't do it. Yeah. Well, I, like, I kind of hated you and Kelly. I hated you and Kelly the same way I, you know, hated Dawn on Facebook, and. Uh, the reason why is because there were some people that were just so popular. Yeah. If they posted anything, all of a sudden, 273 <laughs> views. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, in order yeah. to get, and yeah. I'm, no kidding, this is no, no lie. Yeah. In order to get over, I know this number, over 45, <laughs> yeah. there has to be a picture of a child with me. For sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like one of the grandkids yeah. has got to be in the picture. If I put yeah. Ireland or Polly, you know, Jojo yeah. in there, Christopher's a little older. I won't get as many likes anymore because, you know, once they become teenagers, you know, it's not so much. Uh, you know, they're not so cute anymore, you know. A lot of fun, but not so cute. Uh, but when you get the younger ones, and you, uh-huh. you, oh, yeah, I'm up there, 40, oh, yeah. 45, Easy. 60, no problem. Comments, no problem. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. You're feeling real good about yourself. But it's just like I put a picture of me standing next to my car in a pair of bell bottoms. <laughs> Eleven, <laughs> maybe. The Bee Gees in the yeah. background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eleven. Um, one of the things that God did, which I think is great, to kind of corral our sense of self worth, is that He placed commandments 
mm-hmm. order in life. Not 15 of them. No, not 10. 15, 10. <laughs> yeah. Not one, not one. Yeah. Uh, uh, I put uh, precepts for living life uh, in community and marriage and ownership to help us realize what has value and to create a sense of self-worth. So God knew we were going to have this this sense of self-worth, a very uh, arbitrary, um, this subjective response to experiences. So God put an objective uh, kind of reflector or, or guardrail inside of our, our lives and in our faith, like commandments and precepts to kind of say, you know, oh yeah, you're looking at you. I know it makes you feel good because you, your neighbor's wife just looked at you. And that kind of helps your sense of self where it doesn't appall you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it makes me feel so much better about myself. Well, that's not where you're supposed to be getting yourself, your sense of self-worth from. Mm-hmm. So one of the commandments will lead me away from that and say, nah, you're not supposed to get it there, you know. And there are some things I can get the sense of self-worth from, um, a sense of value from my relationship with my children, my grandchildren, my wife and friends and but it's neat that God put things, guardrails in society, in the order of life, in the precepts and commandments of, of his mm-hmm. word to help us not be tricked by our sense of self-worth. I mean, it's one thing to have people pull the wool over your eyes, mm-hmm. but for most people, it's them pulling the wool over their own eyes. Most of us don't need a devil. We'll beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, Brian... I'm going to ask everybody, tell me if anybody responds to this, but um, how many of you folks out there need a devil? I mean, nobody wants a devil, but how many of you need a devil? How, how many of you out there are doing enough hardship to yourself by your own perception of yourself in your own head and in the mirror um, and don't even need a devil to whisper anything to you? Let, just kind of let me know if we get any feedback from there. Uh, and if you don't give me feedback, well, then, then we're going to send a devil. Yeah. 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 Mr. Ben? So, yeah. That's, we're, we're, <laughs> Ben's going to come popping through the door. <laughs> Workers! I heard, send them, I heard devil being sent. Yeah. <laughs> Workers. Oh, man. Um, one of the things that the, the, thing, the precepts of God do is um, they don't change our value, but they... They help us realize our value. When I read God's word, when I read a principle like that comes out of the Psalms, while I was in my mother's womb and you, you formed me and you knew me mm-hmm. before one of my days had occurred, you knew every single day. It's like, wow, that gives me a sense of value. And so the word of God, whether it's in commandment form, precept form, or even form of poetry, that these are all things that are supposed to be speaking and, and corralling and directing our sense of self-worth, reflecting the true value that God has spoken to us. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, we don't read our Bibles to please God. Um, I, I read my Bible so that I can be better aligned with the value that God has already given me so that I can get all that crap yeah. off of it so that I can see what it really, really is, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, we're told to get a job in the word of God. Matter of fact, Paul says that if a man does not work, he's worse than an infidel. There's a, there's kind of a sense of value, mm-hmm. a statement, um, but that we do feel good about working and it gives us a sense of self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're told uh, that 
having children is a blessing from the Lord. And some people have children. Some people don't have children. But it's just one of those ways that we feel a sense of Mm -hmm. self-worth. We're told that not being alone, it's not good for man to be alone, has something to do with, not that man was made broken, but rather we get a sense of self-worth out of different types of relationships that we have. We're told that the wages of sin is death uh, to protect our sense of of Mm self-worth and and value. So um, one of the things that I I think people need to realize is that sin does not change your value. It changes your sense of your value. So we're valuable to God. We're very important to God. Sin uh, changes our sense of, of that value. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, I mean, have you ever had that time where you've struggled with how you felt about yourself or? Oh, yeah. I how? mean, you know, the sin aspect of it. Yeah. That's an easy one because then it's once you once you mess up, especially with something you said, I'm never going to do this again. Yeah. Or I'm not going to do this again. Yeah. Then you feel all those. It's almost like it's. Not that our relationship, like we've already determined, not that anything's broken in the val- in how God sees me. Right. That's that's a that's been established. But there is something that's almost like, like what this is saying. It just changes how I see myself in Him, and then it's all I let room for other voices start to come in that are through my own voice. Yeah. That begin to heap things that aren't true. Yeah. And that just kind of bypass the filter, and then you just one thing. Uh, I'm the worst. And maybe that's what shame is. Yeah. Shame is that impediment to seeing yourself rightly before God, mm-hmm. even after forgiveness. Right. I mean, once, once I get down on my knees, and uh, matter of fact, I think I might have told this story before, but when I was in the Navy, you know, I was, they called me towards the end of my time in the Navy. The early times, I was just a hellion. And just doing all kinds of bad things. But at the last, I accepted Christ into my life with like one year to go. And because I couldn't stop smoking weed and doing all the other things I was doing, even though I was now giving my life to Christ, I, God arranged it for me to be transferred to uh, Charleston, South Carolina and put on the USS Sierra. Um, so I knew that when I walked up that, uh, you know, up onto the ship for the first time, I knew that I had an opportunity to present myself in the light that God had given me. You know, these people didn't know my stories. Um, so, um, so they ended up calling me preacher man. And I, I wasn't really a preacher man, but I was, you know, just trying to live for Christ. And um, I remember one time they decided they wanted to go out to Fort Lauderdale, and we pulled into port there. Mm. And we, um, it turned out that, I was the designated driver, mm-hmm. so I had about like 15 guys with me, and we went out on the, on the and well, it, it turns out that I ended up getting drunk, and so not, it's not what you want your designated driver to no, do, it's, and it's some civilian came up and said something to us, and I cold cocked him in the side of the head, so <laughs> I get a few beers in me, and I'm hauling off, punching somebody, and so um, when I got back to the hotel because 15 guys in a hotel it was mm. one of those deals mm-hmm. that i went out onto the the back deck and i knew i had totally screwed up my testimony of christ and it was like wow i had my five good days in a row 
and I totally messed it up. And I got down on my knees, and um, I asked God to forgive me and to cleanse me. And after I got up, I picked up the Bible, and I started reading, and I went to bed. Uh, a guy came up to me and said to me, um, I want what you got. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, if you could screw up that bad and you still believe God loves you, I want what you got. Mm-hmm. He didn't want my perfection. He wanted that sense of confidence that I had value before God. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything I've done good, you know, as a Christian, it's not live my life perfectly, is to realize my life is perfectly loved um, and mm-hmm. to live in that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so our sense of self worth changes uh, in our heads a lot. Uh, here's a really cool thing is that to deal with perception and how we see ourselves and how we think the value changes. It happened the other day. Well, not completely like this, but I had an opportunity to go out with my camera and take a picture of what was it called? The pink moon. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they came up with that. Yeah. It doesn't look pink. No. Well, it does when it's on the horizon for like the first. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not really a pink moon. I mean, you got, there's a wolf moon too. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like a wolf to me. No. So I, I think it's just names that have been given to it over the centuries. Um, and uh, But Pink Moon, I mean, who gets to pick that, you know? It's like, son, you get to pick one name. You can go with Wolf Moon, Tiger Moon, or Pink Moon. What's going to be, son? I'm going with Pink Moon. So uh, I'm sorry. I don't know where I went. I was, I was went re- to like the field. I, I went to a dark place in my childhood. <laughs> no, daddy. No, daddy. Not the, should have said tiger. tiger. It's a Ford, not a Chevy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, uh, <laughs> they let me be the pastor of this church. But you know how you see a picture like this of the moon. Um, well, uh, once a year, there is a time when this occurs uh, when the moon is in perigee. <laughs> Okay, you heard that right, folks. Okay. Parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> Perigee. P- Perigee. Yeah. Perigee. Uh, I've been getting it with Peregrine. Um, so, uh, yeah. well, Pangolin. Okay, so, so say it one more time. Oh, no, I got Perigee. See, it messes Perigee. up. Perigee. 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 And that means it's that one time of the year when the moon is closest to the Earth. Yeah. Um, and during that time... According to NASA, it, is, it appears, very important here, it appears to be 14% larger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it appears to be 30% brighter than all the other moons. Okay? But here's the thing. Nothing fundamental about the moon has changed at all. We're talking about, this is just an appearance. And this particular picture, I, when me and Susan took this picture, had something to do with when the moon was coming up on the horizon and the angle of, uh, that's why it's so big, the mm-hmm. angle as it comes through the atmosphere, it makes it look bigger. I mean, just five minutes later, this thing looks like a regular moon. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, but for a while, it looks huge. And, and, and it looks like something substantive, uh, a, a substantial about the moon has changed. Mm-hmm. But quality-wise, the moon hasn't changed at all. It's just how I think it appears, though it has not changed. 
if you saw um, the moon increase, or you would think its sense of value has enlarged, mm -hmm. you know, because now you can see it closer. Yeah. Uh, but yet, its value hasn't changed at all. Mm -hmm. The thing is, it's not a better moon. It's the moon's not any different. We're just seeing our perspective of it is changing. And so it gives us that appearance. We have a better sense of the moon's value. You can see the craters and you can see all the things on it. Mm -hmm. But this is a sense of value. This happens to the human soul every single day. There are times when we're walking close with God and there's times when we're walking in apogee. apogee yeah. Yes, and then there's... Bee Gees. Bee Gees. Yes. 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 So you got perigee, apogee, and the Bee Gees. And the Bee Gees. Yeah. Yes. So there are times when we're in apogee with God, and it seems like God is removed from us, distant from us. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a friend that, um, I don't know, maybe you didn't make eye contact on Sunday morning, mm -hmm. and you didn't see them, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you got a phone call, hey man, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, there's a little distance between us. Or you're, yeah, you're a little, yeah, a little cold. Yeah, you were a little cold. Yeah, it's like, I, know, I feel like, is this something going on between us? And it's like, no, that's just a self-perception of the relationship. Nothing mm -hmm. in the relationship has changed, but because of your, your view from your, your position, you think something changed. Nothing changed at all. Mm -hmm. We think, as we go through our lives as Christians, having success and having failure, that this value thing is constantly changing. Um, this is one of my beasts with the Catholic understanding of the Christian faith. Because they believe in what's called infused righteousness. Mm -hmm. We believe in imputed righteousness, and meaning that Christ died, and because of his death and his sacrifice to pay for our sins, his, not only is forgiveness given to us, but his righteousness has been given to us. Mm -hmm. So we now have the righteousness of God through Christ. I mean, that's a literal quoting mm -hmm. of a scripture. Mm -hmm. So I, right now, have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like, well, yeah, but you're all messed up and you're all screwed up and you're weird in your head and you have good days and bad days. That's all just apogee and perigee. That's all that is, mm -hmm. okay? That's all happening on my side of the equation. It's not, it's not like I gotta go back, go to confession, and then I get infused with grace, and then, it, bing! Okay, mm -hmm. now that you said you're three Hail Marys and you're our Father, now what can you do? You can go to communion and get communion. Mm -hmm. And now, because you gotta be worthy to get communion from their perspective. That's not the Protestant perspective. It's like, I go to communion so that I can get a better view of mm -hmm. who I am in Christ. But I didn't lose who I was in Christ just because I committed um, a mortal or venial sin, you know? Otherwise, we're just like yo-yos on the mm -hmm. bottom of a, a, the, yeah. the, this finger of God. And it's kind of like we're messing up. We're close to him. Then we're not close to him. We're valuable. You know? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know about you, but I couldn't handle that. And that's not really what scripture teaches. Mm -hmm. um, so when we walk in the principles and design of God, we become in peregrine with God. Mm -hmm. Means that the closer you walk with God, walk in his principles, 
in his word, seeking his Holy Spirit in your life, walking in fellowship with, with people. I tell you, you all of a sudden see God better. Mm-hmm. It's like you can see him in the world around you. It's kind of like the moon is really big. Was it because God loves you more and he decided to come closer yeah. to you? It's like, no, no, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's all got something to do with angles and perspective and <laughs> su- sense of self-worth. And uh, God uses that as well as uh, failure uses that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that we know that this system is working inside of us. Um, so the closest representation of the value that we have with God is this sense of, of you know, peregrine. Mm-hmm. It's like there are some times you feel like, man, I've been used by God. I feel like, you know, I did something good, you know, for God. And I'm just like all jacked up. And it's like, wow. It's kind of like when the disciples come back after they've cast out some demons. And they said, well, we cast out demons in your name. And it's like, we saw, yeah, and Jesus even said, I saw Satan falling from the sky like lightning. Yeah, yeah. They were just jazzed. For a moment, they got in, in, in that uh, pedigree of, of view of God. Did it mean at that moment God loved them more or Jesus loved them more? No. I, I, um, I, I think, uh, where is a place? I'm gonna, this is a little Bible question. Mm-hmm. Bible question. Bible question. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to put the Bible question out on the internet mm-hmm. right now. When did the disciples at a point get... Uh, had a peregrine moment with Jesus. Okay? A peregrine moment with Jesus. Okay. Okay? So I All want... 12? Oh, don't. <laughs> don't do that. He's a smarty. Um, okay, it was just three of them. All right? Uh, let's see if our uh, listening you. audience... Brian, let us know if somebody calls in something and lets us know. Mm-hmm. When did I... Uh, pure... Peregrine yeah. moment occur. Um, so, key word is representation. You will never be closer to God than you are through Jesus. Uh, this is not a moving scale. Okay, mm-hmm. so I am as close to God as Jesus has made me close to God. Mm-hmm. That cannot be added to. That would be a works. Yeah. You know, yeah. I am saved and brought into the kingdom and the family of God through a completed work of Christ. It has already objectively been accomplished, and I am brought into that. Mm-hmm. We need to walk in that. So when we have a bad day, do something wrong, we think, wow, you know, I don't have a right to be called a child of God. Well, when did you think you had a right to be called a child of God based yeah. upon your, <laughs> based upon <laughs> peregrine and, yeah. and apogee? Have we got any answers yet? Uh, Amy said, "When Jesus washed their feet." Oh, that's a really nice that one. Way, that's a way to look at it. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty it. cool one. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a little less sci-fi than what I was it, looking yeah. for. But that's good. Well, I mean, see, Amy saw, uh, you know, a pedigree of, of mm-hmm. in in that act, mm-hmm. and maybe that's when people see God best when we. Isn't that, ooh, Amy brought up something really good that, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were able to hear it, but the idea that when Jesus w- was washing the disciples' feet, yeah. is that they got to see something about God that they normally had not seen about God. And maybe when we wash each other's feet, that or something like washing each other's mm-hmm. feet, because I ain't washing nobody's feet. I mean, 
I, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> if, you, if you need to see God better than that, I'll, I'll draw you a picture. Uh, but, but, the, but the thing is, is maybe we're the hindrance, the apogee mm-hmm. for other people. Oh yeah, is that they're drawn away from seeing God clearly because of our behavior. Absolutely. So, but uh, do we get another answer out there? Is Amy the only one pumping with the true love of God? Uh, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Simon said, Last Supper, or maybe the room where he showed himself after resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, those are good. Yeah. I, I'm going to have to yeah. say, yeah. the, well, the last one they, were, they definitely had I mean, seen that's that before. Be, so they're yeah. kind of ruining my question. Yeah, they, they got too they, many lots Bibles. of examples here, yeah. smarty uh, pants. Okay, well, anybody else got the truly. Apogee. Yeah. I mean, the someone say that peregrine, like a, they, the transfiguration, uh, like transfiguration, mount, mount, like on a mountain, maybe, mountain of transfiguration. But, yes, yeah. that would be. But everybody else was right. No, oh, yeah. See, here's what they did. Oh, those stinkers. They, they, uh, lovers, learners, and leaders. They, they See, are. we were focusing on a, a qualitative experience. Yes, we were. They <laughs> focused on a character. Uh, oh. You know. Uh, the revelation of the character of God mm-hmm. instead wow. of like whether or not he glows in the dark. Which is yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think they actually came up with a better one than us. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. I, I don't job, mind guys. being showed up by people that I no. fellowship with, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Paul talks, I know I'm r- rambling on here, but Paul talks about apogee moments. Mm-hmm. So we need to realize that, yeah, this works for the moon, but it also... It, it, it's in scripture. Mm-hmm. You read that part where Paul's mm-hmm. having a peregrine and uh, apogee, yeah. apogee moment. Romans 7, starting in verse 14. I find then the principle that is evil. Yeah, I find then the principle that is evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Man, that version. <laughs> Where'd you pull that one from? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Folks, he doesn't know the English language. <laughs> but you went on the word is in there. Oh, like, my goodness. Like- isn't it not in there? <laughs> yeah, it's in there. But, you but know how you'll, you'll, but, know he'll read a scripture so many times that you'll just get imprinted and then you read a different one. You're like, what am I even talking about? <laughs> well, but then halfway through reading the verse, oh I heard gosh. Brian yawn. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little dark over there, I guess. <laughs> I'm, like, uh, yeah. I, I'm like, did he just yawn during the reading of the scriptures? <laughs> He's definitely not Catholic. De- oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry to throw you into the bus there, Brian, but I could not stop laughing. <laughs> but the point that Paul is making here is that, oh, wretched man that I am, who mm-hmm. shall save me from this? I mean, so he gets to that point where the moon seems really far away from him based upon... You know, based upon his yeah. his behavior, the things I should do and the things I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I, I I really be honest with you. If you evaluate your relationship with God based upon the things you should do and the things you shouldn't do, humanity will always end up in apogee. Mm-hmm. We will never be in perigee. Yeah, perigee. Perigee. Yeah. 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 So we'll ne- so just need to know that your performance will never ever. Um, 
yeah. make you more valuable to God. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, uh, this is a saved man saying this. This is like the numero uno apostle. If you don't think Paul's the best apostle, I need you to call me. Uh, send me an email at info at crosstownchurch.com. <laughs> Ask for Stacy. Ask for Stacy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's got it all. Yeah. Uh, but he still does things that he knows that he shouldn't. And it produces a sense of self-worth of being wretched. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and, and I think we all do this. You know? Um, I know I do it. I know, uh, you know my buddy Simon... Mm-hmm. I know all of us who are honest about our frailty and our weaknesses, we go through this apogee, mm-hmm. perigee thing, you know? Um, and Paul felt the same way. Mm-hmm. He's like, based upon my sense of self-worth, I am wretched and I should not be able to go any further than that. But Paul doesn't stay there. Um, Paul realizes that his success... Um, in obeying God or disobeying God does not uh, change the status of his relationship, it, but it does affect his sense of self-worth, mm-hmm. which is important. Mm-hmm. So, um, so unlike Paul, we get st- we get st- I mean we get stuck. Sometimes we confuse the apogee of failure to change our value. And we just disappear. We screwed up, got divorced. I mean, that was a real stigma. Matter of fact, having gone through a divorce, as a Catholic, I was not allowed to go back and get communion. Mm -hmm. Okay? Isn't that crazy? Uh, Unless I got my marriage annulled. Not in the Bible. But if I paid $900 and got two or three people to write letters saying that my marriage really didn't happen... Uh, and that my child was not really born of a marriage, so I'm going to affect her status. Uh, but until then, I could go up and re- for communion, but I had to put my hands like this. You know, X marks the spot of the guy who mm-hmm. had a marriage fail. And that is, I, I, see, that's changing the value. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, and and I, I know I may get in trouble with people. I am pro-life all the way. Okay, I think we got that thing all screwed up and messed up. Um, but the Catholic Church just came out, at least one, one archdiocese, I believe in New York, came out and said that if you voted for a pro-choice candidate, that you are not welcome at communion. Hmm. Um, and it's like, wow. Uh, now, I, I read the paper that the, the priest wrote and the logic of it is that this isn't just a sin that you're committing by accident or out of the weakness of your flesh. You are purposely voting for this. And it's like, um, I'm like, okay, you chose that particular subject. Is there yet another subject that when I watch it on Netflix, my money's going to Netflix? Am I voting for that? Mm-hmm. So, so if there was nudity in that, therefore, I, since I used my money to pay for Netflix that God gave me and then therefore I should not go up to communion because that was a sin of convenience mm-hmm. that I knew before I even started the movie, yep. you know? Um, Better not have no internet or... Oh, ab- absolutely. Okay, <laughs> yeah. then I'm supporting something supporting, by proxy. Yeah, yeah by proxy, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I think we got to be very careful, um, even though as important as pro-life is. Mm-hmm. 
I think we got to be very careful about cutting the table of Christ off to people based upon what we consider to be an mm-hmm. apogee of violation against him. Because yeah, he didn't do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he allowed Judas to eat communion. Judas yeah. didn't leave until after supper. Yeah. You know, so it's like, wow, where do we get off telling people that they can't have communion based upon one particular thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to minimize the seriousness of, of pro-life and all that, but, mm-hmm. but I, everything is topped by, by the value of God that he's communicated to us through Christ. Mm-hmm. So problem is, is we stay there. Read that scripture that Paul kind of breaks out of his mm-hmm. apogee moment when he recalls the grace of God. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. Therefore now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Wow. See, that's a guy who's he's like, I know who hung the moon. Um, and I know that he loves me. And whether the moon's behind a cloud, I still know it's there. Whether the moon is bright or on the other side of the earth, I know it's there. Um, I see the effects that it plays on the tides. I see the light that it gives me in the middle of the night. Uh, Whether it's close or whether it appears to be far, I know that it's there. And the Apostle Paul had that sense of self-worth that constantly he brought it back to the objective statements of value. Mm -hmm. So let me just say, if you're out there, and I know and I have struggled with depression in my own life, but um, maybe it, it's a cycle of, of misunderstanding this, your sense of self-worth. Maybe your sense of self-worth has become objective instead of subjective in your mind. That how you feel about yourself, what you think about yourself is really true. Um, I'm here to tell you the moon... The moon's size did not change at all. No matter how big it looks in this picture, the moon is still the same circumference it was, you know, three months earlier. Mm -hmm. It is just my perception of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I think maybe some of us are just, our sense of self-worth is more important to us than the objective value that God has spoken to us. Mm-hmm. Now, there is some depression that comes from chemical imbalancement and also some things that have maybe happened in our past. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times, you know, when I'm laying on bed, my bed, and I'm just like, oh, I suck, I can't, uh, you know, I'm going to church, it floods, it blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, Paul, does God love you? Yes. Are you a child of God? Yes. Um, are you a king and priest unto God? Yes. Are you seated with Christ in the heavenlies? Yes, I'm quoting the book of Ephesians right now. Mm-hmm. Um, were you called, chosen by God, predestined by God? You know, yes. So it doesn't matter if you feel good or not, dude. Mm-hmm. You can't run your life based upon your sense of self-worth. You're valuable because Christ died and because God loves you. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. if you're out there and you have any any questions on this, let us know uh, before we go. I, I, this is a really good subject. 
Don't hesitate to. But um, let me ask you a couple questions just before we go. Over the past week, have you decided whether or not you are worth loving you? We asked that last week. Have you decided that you're worth loving? If Jesus died for you, if, if God would give up his only son to die for you, you need to realize not loving yourself is kind of a, I don't mean to be harsh here, it's kind of an insult to that sacrifice. You know, if God was, did so much and, and gave up so much so that we could have value, for us not to recognize that value and live in that value um, is to lose sight of the cross itself. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, have you had an experience with a certain sin that changed or reduced your sense of self-worth? And if you have, John says in 1 John, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, but, you know, I need to feel bad for a couple of weeks. I need to do a couple acts of contrition and I need to, you know, beat myself with a stick or whatever it is. Like, you can do that. You just can make a bloody mess, uh, but it's not going to change your value that Christ is faithful and just to forgive us of all our transgressions. Hit your knees, set it right between you and God, get up and go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you stay in a place of, oh, wretched man or woman that I am, or are you able to realize your value to God? Let me ask you also this. Are you, are you playing some app out there or somebody playing you with an app? Um, some beauty meter. Whose standard do you got to live up to? What, what app are you trying to score an 85 in? Uh, because these always change. Mm-hmm. The standards always change. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good stuff. Any questions out there, Brian? No, just a lot of comments of really good stuff, guys. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. That means they're done. That means they're done. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't you leave some yeah. prayer? Thank you, God, that while we were yet sinners in the midst of our sin, you loved us so much that you sent your son to die for us, so much value was was communicated in that. And I thank you, Lord, that um, no matter what we do, we stand firm in that. Father, help us this week as our perceptions are challenged, as um, the things we allow to speak to us can sometimes get so noisy. Help us to hear you above that noise, to speak louder than it about the love that you have for us that is unchanging. It's in your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Yes. Have a great week. Yeah. Enjoy the moon. Enjoy the moon, yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it, it is it out, is I out there. I guarantee you. You may not see it, but it's out there. <laughs>